Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to Implosion, where we like to talk about the power within. I'm your boy, Veep. We're here once again on a Thursday early night, you know, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. to those people out in Texas and so on. Thank you again for joining me. Listen, tonight is a treat for me because this is one of our artists, Blast Artists, who recently signed with our partner, which is Big Records, and we're excited for him. And that is my guy, Michael Bate of the Michael Bate Band, and we will be talking with him shortly. But before I bring him in, I want to let you guys know who we're dealing with. This is a great guy. So Michael Bate, as I said, is with Big Records Recording and chart topping singer, songwriter, born and raised in a small, till, small steel town along the Ohio River outside the Pittsburgh area. Currently, he lives in Philly. And Michael Bate blends alternate country and rock into a sound that takes you on a journey with catchy hooks and toe-tapping beats. His music, produced by Bob Seals of Sound Foundation Studios, has enjoyed some fanfare success. He charted at one, number one, in the World Indie Music Chart. He charted at number three on the Euro Indie Music Chart. He charted at one, twice, on the Radio Indie Alliance Top 10 Music Chart. And he charted at two and four on Banks Music Promotion Top 10 Music. He's also placed on Philly's own WDNFPhilly.com Hot 50 Songs. Michael Bate has also featured in the September and October 2022 issue of UK's, quote, Right Away Magazine, the Lyric <laughs> the Lyric Writers Magazine. And his music has been played on a thousands of radio stations across the globe. So my man is doing it big. So ladies and gentlemen, ladies, oh, tongue tied today. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up to my man, Michael Bate. What's going on, brother? How are you? Was that me you described? That doesn't sound like me. <laughs> I don't know who that guy was you just described. <laughs> that, that is all you, my friend. No, oh. brother, thank you so much. I can't believe it took, what, how many months for us to do this again? So yeah, thank you, you know. For, yeah, thank you for inviting me, man. I was waiting for the invite. <laughs> is that what it you were waiting for me and i was waiting for you <laughs> there you go there you go no i i appreciate you taking the time to come just hang out with me and you know just just chat like we always do just kick it i, I remember doing it once before with of course gooch and rock and that was one of the most fun hours i think i've had in 20 years i have a feeling we're going to do it again well we're, we're still apologizing your inter, you know, situation with Gooch. So we'll we'll work on that the next time. There wasn't a police report filed. I don't think so. I think we're okay. Yes, <laughs> it's indeed. So, so Michael, tell us a little bit about you. Let the people know who is Michael Bate. Yeah, I mean your bio. I think that was me. But yeah, no, thanks for doing that. Yeah, I was born in sure. you know just a little itty bitty town along the Ohio River. I mean, I didn't have a stoplight in my town. It was. It was really small. So I knew at a young age, you know, my spirit was a little wild. So I knew I kind of wanted to get out there and see some things. So I'm the guy that kind of lived in all four time zones in America and just kind of cruised around to, to see what's around the bend. You know, I know we talked about the song Leave This Town, which is kind of about that theme. But I've lived in all four time zones in America. But finally, after living in New Mexico, where my daughter was born, it was time for my wife and I to come come back east to the Philly area. 
And then, you know, th- 2020 quarantine is when the Michael Bate band was formed. And you've probably heard that story pretty often, you know. I had time on my hands and in a time of confusion and chaos and uncertainty, thank goodness the Michael Bate band was born. So that's that's how I got here. That's how I met you. Wow. That is amazing. So let me ask you, what what is it that drew you back home? Because you know, there's 49 other states. I know. What brought you back to PA? You know, we were in New Mexico, out in the mountains, man, just just loving life. And uh, it was a good existence. And my daughter was born. It just kind of worked out that way. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we were on a plane ride back from the east, back to New Mexico, because we would go back and forth for holidays and events, whatever it was. We were on a plane a lot. And my little girl, who was like maybe one, one and a half, was crying on the plane. She missed her Nona, you know, which is Italian for grandmother and her cousins. And I remember at 30,000 feet looking at my wife saying, you know, what, what are we doing, man? Like, what are we doing? Is it, <laughs> is it, you know, sometimes you have to make decisions. You know this, Troy. Sometimes you have to make decisions for the greater good that maybe aren't necessarily what you want at the time. Right. So we ended up moving back. And if you look at a map, Pittsburgh's here and New York's here where my wife's from. And guess what's right in the middle? Philadelphia. So that's oh. what the song actually, New Rising Sun, which I'm not sure you might be playing that one. New Rising Sun is all about that moment in time of deciding to go back east. So that's how we got back to east. And Philadelphia was in the middle. And we've been here 13 years now. So my daughter's growing up in wow. Philly. But I will tell you this. She bleeds black and gold for sports because her dad's from <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you this. When did you realize you had a special talent for singing? I don't think I realized that yet. <laughs> Maybe some, sometime in the future I'll realize that. I mean, as a kid, my, my father's voice was probably my voice. I mean, he sang, I always joked, he sang more than he spoke. And Mm-hmm. He was a member of all the local um, you know, church choirs. He was the leader of the church choir, so he would be jamming in the church choir. And he was a member of the local theater groups, like the big productions, like My Fair Lady and you know, Fiddler on the Roof and Sound of Music. So as a kid, I was always around singing and production. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, Troy, knowing some of the words to like Fiddler on the Roof did not make me the coolest kid in my little town. I will tell you that, but I made it through. So I guess his voice kind of became my voice. And then, I don't know, I was in the you know, the choirs in the church and then the chorus class in high school. And then, I don't know, in my early 30s, I started messing around with guitar a little bit. And I was 20 years ago trying to sing a little bit. And I don't know, I just kind of fell into it. And then finally, when I met Bob Beals, who's my current producer from Sound Foundation Studios, it's amazing how he can make me sound because he knows how to produce music. <laughs> so I would credit Bob with making me sound good if I if I am good. A lot of that's Bob. I will tell you that. So would you say a good producer is everything to what you're doing? I will tell you. So here's a good example. Here's a really good example. And maybe we'll talk about this. My next release is going to be October 27th. It's a song called Radiate. Now, I had put that song out myself back in 2021, completely self-produced EP. It was a part of an EP. And there were five songs on it. And Radiate was the first one. Now, look, it was a respectable output. I mean, maybe if you played it against some songs, it could hold its own. But mm-hmm. once I met Bob and he sent me the first demo back for New Rising Sun, which was the first song we did together, I'll never forget my wife and I were sitting out, outside and Bob said, hey, check your email. And and I heard the first, you know, go, the first demo, his first demo. 
my wife was like, is that is that the same song? I said, yes, baby, that, yes, that's the same song. Yes. So it's amazing just what a good producer, how they can just bring the best out of you. I mean, I right. write everything, you know, and I, I every note, every word. But it is amazing how much a producer can just enhance that sound. So from that point forward, I always yeah. thought I was going to be this self-contained unit, right? No, mm -hmm. no. For me, for what I need to do, and and I knew I was going to need help because I'm kind of new to all this. My gosh, a producer is so important. So kids, <laughs> everyone out there, ladies and gentlemen, if you could find a producer, please do it. Yes, indeed, because Sorez actually said, thank you for giving the producers their due. The unsung heroes, man. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate you, man. I'm telling you, you guys are always behind the scene, and I understand that you may not get the love up front. But the reason why I called myself the Michael Bate Band, I could have just used Michael Bate, right? And right. my producer, Bob, has asked me many times, like, why, why aren't you just going to use that name? I said, Bob, I knew there was going to be a lot of people in my corner, you included, V, right? You're, you're part of my corner that are sure. going to help me do this thing. And I just didn't feel comfortable being a, like a solo artist. So I put <clears> the word <throat> band. It's amazing how when you take your name, you put the word band. It kind of pluralizes it because I knew people were going to be in my corner. So that's how I did it. That's how we're going to do it. And I'm not going to change unless there's some really good reason to change. I hear you. As the added saying goes, teamwork makes the dream work. So makes the dream work, man. There's no that. I in team. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, could you describe the moment you realized that pursuing music was your true calling or your passion? You know, that's a really good question. So I will say that when COVID came, right, I mean, a lot of us, you know, you know, everything shut down and, you know, I had time in my hands. My daughter was actually a drummer in a couple bands. She was a, at a local music school um, outside of Philly phenomenal school and she was like hey dad you know maybe you should try to make music you got the time you know so i went out and bought all this equipment you know i bought a daw and microphone actually no i didn't buy a microphone i had a 25 year old shore sm 57 mic that i used in a garage band in california wow. like 20 years ago we were a garage band troy that never ever wanted to leave the garage <laughs> so, so we were doing that and then honestly like once i learned how to record a little bit and produce a little bit I mean, like I said, things are respectable, but honestly, once I met Bob and once I heard that first demo, I thought, oh man, like maybe this isn't going to be just a hobby. Like I thought it was going to be the coolest hobby, which it is the coolest hobby in the world. But as right. you know, like you said in the, in the intro, the stakes have changed a little bit. <laughs> things, things have moved on ever since I met you, honestly, things have changed a bit. So now yeah. it's not really a hobby. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's a job, but you know, the stakes have changed. And I just, I feel like I owe the people who follow me, the people who are loyal to me, I, I owe them a better product, right? So right. that's whenever I met Bob, I honestly will say that that's when things kind of got real. If we want to, things got yeah. real, right? Yeah. <laughs> so here I am. I got okay. Uh, how about this? What's the most challenging part of being an independent, in this case, band in today's music industry? I am so happy you asked that question. And what's funny about that is I actually gave a webinar to all of Bob's artists. So Bob, of course, doesn't just produce me, right? He produces many different right. people. Right. And people don't understand, and I hate to say it this way, but there's the dark side of music. And I'm not talking about writing a song or playing an instrument or even the production side. Once that song is out, and you know exactly what I'm going to say, that's when a lot of the work starts. I mean, I love the writing and playing, and sometimes that's the easy part. It's yeah. all that promotion, the endless promotion and, yes, you know, with all the radio stations and the DJs and, you know, you, you, you do this. It is it's a dark side to music. So being a little guy like me, just in this <clears> enormously <throat> vast musical ocean, 
of talent. And I wish it were just a talent contest because all the best songs would win. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. A lot of times it's just the promotion side and the marketing and the continual posting on social media, which I do, and I'm sorry, but I do. There's a dark side, man. It takes a lot of work to get heard. Um, yes. You know the stats. I think there's 20 or 30,000 songs or more a day uploaded to the streaming wow. sites, right? So on October 27th, when I upload my my next song, Radiate, there will be tens of thousands of people who did the same thing. So you get lost in that musical wash. So you yeah. really gotta you gotta really do your email marketing to the radio stations, and you're meeting people like you. You really gotta network, and you gotta work hard, man. You do. It's, it, just like Solres says, the music business is literally 10% music, 90% business. I can see that. <laughs> Oh, dude, I, don't, I appreciate you, man. I've seen him on Facebook. I know I know that name. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate, man. I wish it were a talent contest. If it were just a talent contest, then a lot of my friends would win. Unfortunately, it just doesn't. Thank God it's not a talent contest because I probably wouldn't win. Thank God there is some business side to it because I work hard, man. And like you, Troy, I see you on doing your thing all the time and I'm doing my thing all the time. And now with the muscle behind big records, you know, there's going to be a lot more things happening and they're doing a lot of things for me in addition to what I'm doing. As Mark calls them, they're an amplification model, right? For what I'm doing. Mm. So with that muscle behind me and of course, Sony Orchard being distributed by Sony Orchard now, which is, you know, there's a lot nice. of muscle there. So hopefully things are going to change, man. That is awesome. For, I'm yeah. happy for you. Thank you, brother. So how about this? Um, can you describe a song that has a profound impact on your life and why? Any song. Any song. Oh, my goodness. You know, oh, my gosh. I mean, I have so many songs in my repertoire that are so <laughs> meaningful to me. There's a couple. There's some older ones. There's some newer ones. They're, okay. You know what? I don't know if a lot of your people will know the name Jim Croce, kind of a 70s folk icon. He has a song called I Got a Name. And lyrically, that song so much is about like my relationship with me and my father. And I know Jim didn't write it for me, but it's one of those songs that really resonates to me. And the way he wrote it and, and the, the production and, and uh, the arrangement, it's called I Got a Name, an old folk song from Jim Croce. That is one that just resonates in my heart. And then, of course, there's you know a lot of other ones that I always say that music is the best time machine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The best. They say time travel isn't possible. That's <laughs> crap. Crap. I can name songs and I know exactly the smell, the sights, the sound, what I felt because of the just the, even in the opening line of the song. There's so many of them, even from the grunge era, because the grunge era was my sort of college party years, if you will. Mm -hmm. I can hear the first three notes of a Pearl Jam song and it takes me back exactly <laughs> to a moment in time. Yes. So, yeah, there's so many songs that resonate, but that I got a name by Jim Croce. And I haven't thought about that song in a long time. I may have to listen to that tonight. That's one of those <laughs> tunes that are just in my heart, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know Jim Croce? Have you ever heard of that name before? Well, you know, I did not. However, Soul Res Music just said Leroy Brown is my song. Oh, oh man. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Baddest man in the whole damn town. <laughs> right on, man. And I do remember that song, but did not know that yeah. was him. So, Jim hey, Croce, I yeah. something new every day. So, listen, we're going to take this time to play one of your videos and. Okay. This one is called My Way, and this is oh. by the Michael Bate band. Go ahead, D-Ray. Familiar faces fading, a 
A distant dream I can't define I can't define These chains are slowly wearing I tried in vain to hold back time They speak to me with such disdain, with such disdain. I can't see behind me through the tainted window pane. Oh, 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 the view provides some clarity. Find my way. Help me find my way. To feel the ground beneath me, it seems too far. My hands are tied. My hands are tied. Sensory confusion My sense of touch has been denied To cover perfect dawn The morning can't come round too soon Around too soon Into the garden and cut the fragile flowers in bloom. Oh, 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 oh. The view provides some clarity of what lies in front of me. Broken, but my wings are open. Come what may, help me find my way.
Yes. That is a great song. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> There's a story behind that song, man. <laughs> if you don't mind sharing, please. Oh, it, I, I felt I felt the passion behind it. I Ooh, felt yeah. the, mm, I felt like <clears throat> I, feel, I feel warm right here. So <laughs> what's what's going on, man? Let me know what I'm what I'm feeling. Tell me. <laughs> uh, right on. So so res, first of all, brother, thank you so much. You're very, very kind. So Troy, I wrote that song, I started it 25 years ago. And look, all of us, one thing that unites us, you know, as a race is that, man, we all go through stuff, man. We all have baggage, we all have rough times, all of us, so it unites us. So 25 years ago, man, I was going through some stuff and I started writing that song. And what's funny about it is that I finished it five years later, almost to the month. So 20 years ago, I think in June of this, this year, 20 years ago, <laughs> I finished that song and it's just one of those songs that when you think about the chorus, right? My roots have broken, but my wings are open. Come what may help me find my way. All I'm saying is that for people who are struggling, whether it's mental health or just a moment in time, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, help me find my way. And that's a song that's been sitting in a book for 20 years. And look, man, I mean, you've heard my other songs, you know, the, the fun ones, Leave This Town and Maybe Beautiful Day. Those are campfire songs and everyone likes to shake it a little bit. This is not that song. <laughs> this is <laughs> this it. is very reflective, very personal, very, very vulnerable. So it sat in a book for 20 years. And I guess I was just waiting for the right producer. And what's funny is I pitched that song to Bob a couple songs prior and he passed on it. <laughs> he passed on it. He said, yeah. ah, because we were doing like leave this town and it was just a different vibe. And I right. tried to switch things up and he was like, man, I don't know if we should do that, you know, so far. So he passed on it. And then after mm-hmm. we did Beautiful Day, I said, look, man, I'd really like to do something a little slower because we were doing the country rock kind of upbeat tempo stuff, which is how I met you. <clears throat> and uh, I, it was just time to put that one out. So I was terrified to put that out because, you know, man, it's open heart surgery, man, you know. Uh, one of my favorite artists said that, you know, songwriting and singing is open heart surgery because you're allowing people to feel here. Like you just said, you, you felt warm. You felt something. Well, guess what? That's what I felt when I wrote it 20 years ago. So it's just one of those songs that wasn't like a happy, upbeat, you know, campfire song. But hey, man, we did it. It's out there. And I, I hope I hope it resonates with folks. Just understand it's OK to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah, man. People yes. people need to be reminded that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay yeah. to be human, and yeah. that's that's okay. Yeah. And um, you know, when you need help, to ask for it. So, yeah, kudos for that song, man. That was amazing. Thank you, brother. It's very different than you know what we were doing. So we, you know, we did all this happy joy, joy, country rock, and then we did that one, and then now our next song is going to be completely different. <laughs> the one that's in October is completely different. So we're a wreck. We're a mess. <laughs> well, it's it's a good thing too to show your versatility. Yeah, maybe. And yeah. being an independent artist, that that also allows you to have that flexibility, you know, because yeah. a lot of these record companies want it this way, and that's it. They yeah. they. I think they block your ability to share. So I, I will say that big records, I mean, they, they allow their artists to have creative freedom and to, you know, kind of not what you want. I mean, but I like to run ideas past them, of course, but they give you creative freedom and they're very, very supportive on, on what we're doing. And certainly the next song, what we're doing is completely different than what I've already done. And what's funny about the next song, that's the song radiate. That was the one that I put out before. And then when I met Bob, I ripped that song out of the universe. What's good about putting music into the universe is you can rip it out as fast as you put it in. 
So mm. when I met Bob, I ripped Radiate out of the universe. Somebody might have it somewhere in the universe. I don't know. And we're redoing that song. And my goodness, the Bob Beals produced Radiate. Very, very different than the Michael Bate produced Radiate. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this. What is the best piece of advice you've received during your musical journey? Yeah. Best piece of advice. You know, I had some good mentors when I first started. A couple guys. Um, and you may have you may have seen them. Steve Larkin Project, uh, Marshall McLuhan. Uh, Tim Morris is a rock writer who was a big influence of mine. And one thing they taught me was, of course, you, you got to work hard. We've talked about the, I mean, even Sol Rez said 90% business, 10% music. We talked yeah. about that. But also like, you know, knowing your lane. I mean, there are people who are talented enough to do everything. And you know what? God bless those people. I tried to be one of those folks, but it didn't really work out. I think a big piece of advice is it's okay to know your lane. I write the songs, I do the vocals, I'm the rhythm guitar, but of course I have the band, the band, to do all the other parts. And that's okay, no different than any other band. You can't play everything, unless you're Dave right. Roll. Dave Roll plays everything, but I'm not Dave <laughs> Roll. <laughs> so just know your lane, and it's okay to understand if you're a songwriter, or maybe you're a performer, or maybe you're um, the drummer, whatever it is, whatever your lane is, stay in that lane and find the people around you, and, you know, find the people around you that can make you better. So I think that's one thing I learned. Uh, I wanted to be a self-contained unit, but I mm -hmm. like this. I like this idea better. No, I agree with you because even with us trying to move blast corporately, I can't be everything, even though I try to. Mm -hmm. Yep, <laughs> I can't. You know, so yeah. we have everyone to to do their part, and we move as a a unit, and that's been working so far. No, I see you moving. You have different partners and affiliates. I mean, I see you. I, I follow you all over the place, man. You guys are definitely moving fast. I'm trying to move as fast with you, <laughs> but you guys are moving fast. No, thank you very much. We Your new podcasts, you know, the new, um, what's the new country one? I'm sorry. What was the name of the new that's, country? That's The Ranch with Randy O'Neill. Yeah, I'm already scheduled for that one. She's already hit me up. I'm, yes, I, indeed. I, I said, yes, if it's, if it's part of Blast, <laughs> I am in. I'm a Blast artist, so I am in. Yep, we appreciate it. Um, Randy did a phenomenal job on her first interview, and I look forward to her future. So, thank yeah, you I for... don't remember when it's it's maybe a couple of weeks. It's in October. Uh, actually, actually, well, for you, uh... maybe you know. <laughs> it's on my calendar. Of course, I know. <laughs> of course I just you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my calendar. Yeah, it is in October, so I look forward to that interview too. Yeah. Me so too, let me ask you this. Um, what is the most unusual place or situation where you found musical inspiration? Oh, wow. No one has ever asked me anything like that, but I think I have an answer. So, <laughs> wow, you're making me dig deep, man. This is great. You're making me dig deep. I love this, That's man. That's what implosion is about. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna explode, right? Um, <laughs> So I, back in the early 2000s, so I took some time off. The early 2000s, um, my wife and I decided, you know what? We're going to drop out of society for a year and we're going to backpack around the world. Just go. And we did six months together and six months apart. <clears throat> so part of our six months apart, I went to India and I spent three months in India. Wow. And my gosh, the musicianship of the music, of the Indian art, you know, artists, especially with the sitar. I mean, the sitar, when you look at a sitar, it looks like a nuclear submarine. I, I don't know what to do with a sitar. It kind of looks like a guitar and it's got the you know R at the end. 
But when I heard these Indian musicians at all these little cafes, and I was playing in some of the cafes for food. Some of the cafes, if you just hit a couple chords and you know, little Hari Rama, Hari Krishna, that kind of stuff, they'd give you food and kind of get the crowd going a little bit. But some of the cafes and some of the little art halls had these Indian musicians. I just could not believe the musicianship and how effortless it was and how the entire audience was completely captivated. And any good artist can connect with their audience, right? They were completely captivated. Myself, I was mesmerized to use that word of these Indian artists. So I think I got a really good appreciation in a place that I had never been before, only read about in books. And I spent, I was supposed to spend a couple of weeks there, but I couldn't leave. I kept changing my flight, changing my flight. <laughs> and I stayed for like three months or whatever it was, you know, back in the early 2000s. I would say wow. India did that for me, man. Do you nice. know the sitar? You know, like Ravi Shankar? Are you familiar with those? I apologize. No. That, that'd be up to my producer. He definitely yeah, right knows. On. Right on. Maybe Sol Rez knows. He knows everything about music. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it seems like. Yeah. Um, so before we continue on, we're going to take a moment and share another Blast artist. Uh, what we do on Blast as well as Implosion is we like to take the time to showcase one of our artists. And, um, and it's all about exposure because a lot of these independent artists, nobody knows who they are. Yeah. But Blast wants to definitely give them their flowers and let them shine. Now, this young lady is definitely one of our fan favorites. Uh, I call her my Pat Benatar 2.0. And her name is Kelsey Montanez. And this is called Let Me Love You. Let's check mm-hmm. her out.
Awesomeness, isn't it? <laughs> I will thank you immensely for allowing me to open for her. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. I need that name again. I need to find her. Yeah. Kelsey yeah. Martinez, based in Chi Town. She's, she's a Chicago oh, girl. Of course. That's what that blues. Some of that. Yeah. She is awesome. Give me a. And I have two, I have two other podcasters that after they heard that song, they hunted her down. They're like, gonna, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to track her down on Spotify when we're done, I swear. That was incredibly impressive. Such blue soul feel. You can tell she's from Chicago, oh. man. You can tell that's Chicago. <laughs> and you know what? One of the most down-to-earth young ladies I've ever oh, met. Oh, good. That makes really me happy. Really cool. Good. And, uh, yeah, she's awesome. That's why when I play that song to anybody, they're just blown away because you feel yeah. the heart, the soul in it. Oh, she needs to be heard. Yeah, I will open oh, for her anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. Yeah, shout out to Kelsey. Yeah, real quick, before well done, we go sister. Any further, before we go any further, tonight we are being sponsored by The Voices Against, and that is Trafficking. And they are coming out with a CD called Broken Treasures. You hold the key. And they are going to be national and international artists that will be on here, including George Clinton, Big Mountain, The Outsiders, actor Corey Feldman, as well as actress Daniel Bashuti, who is also a very good singer. The uh, CD will be released in October, which, you know, come back and check us out. And the money is going for the education for prevention and the rescuing of these kids being trafficked. So definitely reach back out to us as well as Blast and we'll get you more information as soon as we know. Wow, I'm happy you mentioned that because what's funny is Paul Linney, um, who works with Big Records, uh, reached out to me and he, I don't think I made the cut, but he was trying to get my way onto that CD. I don't think mm -hmm. I made the cut. But uh, he you know, introduced that topic to me, and I said, Paul, you know, if I could help in any way, shape, or form, I'd love to. I don't think I made the cut, but maybe, maybe next time. But he was trying well, hard. Here's the thing: we do work with our friend Paul, so there'll be other things that will come up, yeah. and you are definitely one of our people. So you know, we'll see what we can I'd do. I'd love to help. help. I'd love to help. Yeah, right this on, is man. a great cause. So right on, man. Shout out to Paul. Yeah, man. All right, guys. So let's get back to proving. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> so 
If you could have a jam session with any musician that are alive, oh, who would it be and why? Oh, man. That's, you know, I, I will say I've been asked that question before, and it was as difficult now as it was then because I keep changing. There's so <laughs> many people. So Rats. I guess I'll go back to, yeah, so my probably my favorite musician of all time was a, was a gentleman who unfortunately just left us not too long ago, a few months ago. Um gentleman named David Crosby. Uh, you may know him from Crosby, Stills, Nash, Crosby, mm-hmm. Stills, Nash, and Young, Crosby, and Young, and <laughs> Nash. Uh, David Crosby was just such an inspiration for me. I mean, I lived in California for many years, and I, you know, stomped around a lot of his stomping grounds, if you will, and it just, I just loved his music and the harmonies, that three-part harmony that he and Stills and, and Nash put together. You know, my father was a part of a barbershop quartets back in the day, that acapella, the harmonizing, and and that mm-hmm. group, and especially David, and David, you know, he had a pretty colorful life, if you will. He's mm-hmm. always someone that I would love to have sat in a room for, I don't care if it was 30 seconds or 30 hours, and I would love to sing for like just a little bit with him and just feel what that felt like. So I would say David Crosby's probably the one, um, you know, who, who left us. But, you know, there's a band right now out there, and they're really, really gaining ground. They're kind of a blues rock. It's two sisters, actually. They've been playing music since they were like toddlers. I mean, the musicianship's through the roof, so I probably never would have the opportunity. But to sit in a room with a band called Larkin Poe, do you, do you, have you heard of Larkin Poe? He sounds familiar. Blues, rock, two sisters, been doing it for decades. They're young. I don't know, maybe 20s, maybe, I don't know. Larkin mm-hmm. Poe, their musicianship and their songwriting and their storytelling is through the roof. It's really a band that I've probably listened to most often. You know, if you look at my Spotify profile, I think I like, you know, 50 of their songs or whatever it is and they probably only have maybe 60. Larkin Poe, incredibly talented sisters and I would man would I love to just share a stage, even just go to a show with them, you know. So we have a question from Soul Res. The question is, in your opinion, does success have an age limit? Soul Res, I'm going to answer that question because I never recorded a note in my life until I was 51 years old and I'm about wow. to be 54 years old. So I am one of those old dogs that I guess was taught a new trick so to answer your question emphatic no mm-hmm. <laughs> and even mark mark from big records you know kind of messes with me whenever i say you know mark dude i'm a 53 year old suburban dad you know what are we going to do and he's like stop stop <laughs> saying that i think i said it whenever you and i were on the uh, call with him he was like no. stop saying that and i've learned yeah. to stop saying that so you are right <laughs> my answer is hell no <laughs> yes indeed i'm gonna tell you um even with me creating a business and starting later in life, I should say, it's it's whenever you're ready to take that that plunge. You know, you're ready to step out. Well, you knew that. I mean, a, a window opened for me, and obviously, a window opened for you. But you have to know to jump out of it, right? I mean, I could have not jumped through that, or whatever you want to call it, jump through that window, or walk through that open door. I could have not done it. I could have told, told Bob Beals. And what's funny about mine and Bob's relationship? is he was kind of courting me for a while. I put some demos on Facebook groups, you know, all those different music groups. And he found a couple of my demos and was like, hey, man, I'd like to do something with you. And I kept playing them off like, hey, man, <laughs> come on, dude, I can do this myself. What do I need from you? A 40-year music veteran? What could I possibly learn from you? And oh, the demo boy. that he heard is a song that we still have not done. But, you know, it was one of those situations where like a window, a door was opening, and I had to have the wherewithal to finally walk through the door or jump out the window. Now, if I didn't do that... You and I would not be sitting here today. I would not know big records because of you. I would not right. be doing any of this stuff. So, yeah, you just never know. So, yeah, I was 51 when I recorded my first note, but that's just when the opportunity came. 
I wished it were at 21. <laughs> it just right. didn't work out that right. way. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think of things that have gone in my favor, and I was like, I wish I was younger to enjoy it more. But eh, it hey, is man. what. Hey man, we're gonna we're gonna play this like it's Madison Square Garden, man. I don't care what age we are. <laughs> there it is, no doubt. So here's another deep question. Oh boy. Uh if your music was used in a movie soundtrack, which uh Solres says your songs need to be put in there, what kind of movie would it be for? You know, Oh, I never was asked that question either. My songs are very different. I mean, you've heard some of the country rock, but there's slower ones, there's upbeat ones, there's you know, My Way, obviously. I always thought New Rising Sun, which I think you might be playing, I'm not sure. I always thought maybe that would be like a rom-com kind of thing, because it's about, you know, a couple making a big decision, a big life decision. It's about life and love and accepting change. And Maybe that could be a rom-com, I don't know. You know, my way, I don't know where that would fit. That'd be more of like maybe a drama. <laughs> I don't know about that. But I do have a song called Here We Go, which was specifically written. And I don't know if you ever, ever heard that one, Troy. It's I don't think we, so. Yeah, Here We Go was specifically written for football season, for fall football season, the coming of football. Yeah, it was all written for, for football season. When you listen to the lyrics, you can kind of track what I'm talking about. But that was all, here we go, celebrate my gathered friends, celebrate with me and so that was really written for football season, and I know some of the you know execs over at Big Records are trying to get that into maybe some you know, some football um, teams to maybe use. Uh, so yeah, here we go would be more of like a sports theme song, 100. percent That's what it was written for. So who knows? Maybe yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Jenny! Oh Jenny! She said, "Here yes. we go." Song. Thank awesome. you, Jenny. Jenny's working really hard for me. Thank you, Jenny. Awesome. Yeah, Jenny's awesome people. So I mean, we're surrounded by amazing folks, aren't we? I tell you what, when I first, so when I first um, had the big meeting with Mark to introduce mm -hmm. folks, he was like, look, I got to, we got to, you know, chew this elephant, you know, a couple bites at a time. And he introduced me to, I think, six at the beginning. And I believe there's like 18, 19, 20 folks that are part of that big records family. Yeah. The six alone, like, wow, there was so much stuff going on. And now I'm meeting more and more people. And of course, Jenny was one of the first ones I met. And now there's more and more people like Paul's coming on and you know, Tim's coming on and Jason's coming on and all these different people that just have so much to offer. And I tell you, man, I know they have a lot of things going on, a lot of people to work with. They have private lives, but man, they're so responsive to me. They're answering my questions and they're just so working hard for me. I know things don't happen overnight, right. but man, I'm so blessed to be a part of this family. And I just, I hope it's, hope it's long-term. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. So we're going to take this time to listen to your other song, which is New Rising Sun, oh, another, okay. another favorite of mine. Thank you. And again, this is Michael Bate <clears throat> with New Rising Sun. Let's take a drive all through the night and rest along the way. Sometimes we feel the need to move on. Sometimes we need to stay. I remember where we came from. And sure know where we've been This is not how the story ends It's how it begins Oh, oh, oh. I'm ready to face A distant horizon Staring the space At the new rising sun Ready to face 
a great song my friend <laughs> good thank you you know it's funny Troy I never listen I don't listen to my own music why would I because there's too much else to hear and, and that was the very first song Bob and I ever did that was the demo that started the whole thing and and I that's my favorite my app so he has his favorite song but that is just my favorite one I know what it's about and what it means and where where I was when I wrote it and yeah that's my jam thank you for playing that I appreciate you my pleasure. I, I hope um, one day I can definitely get to meet Bob because, you know, sounds like a great guy. Yeah, he's been in the biz in one form or another. And that's actually a funny story. So for 40 plus years, I mean, he was a front man of a band back in the day and played in front of thousands of people. And then as time moved on, he just 
found his way to the other side of the desk, if you will. You know, he's on the console side doing his thing, mixing, mastering, mm -hmm. producing. But he just got a gig. He just texted me about a couple weeks ago. He auditioned for a gig to be the lead singer, guitar player for this Southern rock band, and he got it. So now right. he's going back to the other side. And I was like, wait a minute, Bob. Oh, wait a minute. What about the production you know, stuff? What about the producing thing? And the good news about big records is we're going to do a song. I was doing a song every uh, four songs a year. We're going to cut that back to three songs a year. Uh, okay. get more time. But that's a good cadence for big records, too. But so we'll have a little more time. But yeah, he's going back out on the road. And, and he's not <clears> a chicken, man. He's not a spring chicken. But man, he just has such a passion for music. And I am so insanely blessed i always ask him when are you going to leave me and he's asking me when am i going to leave him <laughs> with big records maybe they would say oh we have producers and i was like bob i wouldn't have signed you're we are the michael Bate band right. so yeah so i'm just so blessed and that was the first song we did together the first demo that's the one my wife said uh, is that the same song and i said honey yes yes it's the same song <laughs> way to go bob Good luck. Definitely uh, let him see this video that we're giving him some love because I, I appreciate a good producer and, um, you know, they're hard to find from what I hear. Yeah. And you'll notice even in my bio, you'll notice in my bio, Bob was all over that bio. And I don't I'm not saying it's the right or wrong thing to do, but I don't see people mentioned like that. I know it's tough to right. mention all the people behind the scenes. And I understand some people may have an entourage. I don't know. It's tough to mention everybody, but I every single interview. <clears throat> on my father every time i talk i have to say bob's name because none of this none of this right. would be possible without him none right. of this yeah. so we have a question mrs solrez once again when you write do you start with lyrics or music <laughs> it depends i tell you what you're, you're opening up a can of worms i'm going to tell you what i wish my songwriting style was like it is both actually, to answer your question, it just depends. But I, here's what I wish it was like, and then I'll tell you what it's actually like. I wish okay. I could say, you know what? It's a sunny day on a Sunday afternoon. I have this pen and paper. Let me go sit under an oak tree. And you know, as the wind blows, and maybe I'll just you know, pen a tune. <laughs> that is not how it happens. I'm the idiot that wakes up at three in the morning with, oh my God, that's a chorus. I have a chorus in my head and some lyrics. Yeah. So I'll take my phone. And I will feverishly try to type in what I'm thinking and saying into like the notes app. And then right. it's always just complete gibberish. The spell checker is a wreck. So then yeah. I'll sing the song into the phone at three in the morning. My wife's like, what are you doing? And I'm trying to sing it. <laughs> it's off key. It's not in tune. I'm just trying to get the idea down. And right. then the next day I try to put it all together. But for me, you know, Rez, it's just, it's lightning bolt moments. And I, you know, I always have, I have so many ideas and songs in this phone that just come out of nowhere. I'm riding down the highway on I-95. I hear a song. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that chord change could go with this line that I wrote. So I'm just putting the pieces of puzzle together. So to answer your question, a lot of times it's like a chord change or a riff that I kind of hear in my head. A lot of times it's a theme, or like a lyric or maybe a chorus that I kind of build upon. But it just comes at the most inopportune times. My voice memo on my app is a complete wreck because I try to say the chord changes and like what I'm doing as I'm driving down the road. I probably kids don't try this at home. Um, right. I'm a wreck, brother. I'm a wreck. <laughs> I got you. So let me ask you this. Um, if you could time travel to a music era, which one would you choose and why? 
Well, so here's some, some good news about me and probably you, Troy. I, don't, you know, I think we're kind of the same age. Is, you know, that 80s period, there were multiple genres born during our right. kind of formidable years. And we talked about this before. I mean, kind of the hip-hop rap movement, you know, Grandmaster Flash and UTFO, all those cats, late 70s, early 80s. Then you had the yep. hair metal bands. Then you had the grunge era. So, you know, all these genres were kind of born during my formative years. But if I ever had to go back, and I know it was a tough time, but man, going back to the original, like the Delta Blues, man, where folks were just singing about their pain. I mean, the original blues were just folks singing about what was wrong in their lives and how to overcome it and the storytelling about, you know, what they had to endure during the day. I mean, that is raw emotion. They always say that music is the sound of emotion, right? I would love to, maybe I wouldn't want to experience some of the things that they experienced, but being a part of understanding and listening to the emotion that those people had when they wrote those songs back in the day, man. You know, the Robert Johnsons of the world, they were way back there, man. I, I think that would have been a good time to be in the audience, maybe. I know they went through some tough stuff back then, but man, that was right. like the birth of that Delta Blues, man. That's where it all started for us in America, anyway. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And um, this will kind of be the wrap-up of questions. If you had to create a playlist for an intergalactic road trip, what <laughs> songs would it be? Intergalactic. <laughs> Uh, there's actually a song called Intergalactic by uh, Beastie Boys. I think I remember that. Very intergalactic. Yes, I think it's actually a song. Well, if you're going to go intergalactic, you got to pick pick songs from every decade, right? So back in like maybe in the 40s, you know, Glenn Miller and the big band era. Maybe in the 50s, it had to be Elvis, right? Maybe mm-hmm. 60s, you'd have to get into like the folk musicians, the Joni Mitchells of the world, even the David Crosby's of the world. 70s would all have to be about you know, uh, Skinner and Zeppelin and all that kind of stuff. 80s would have to be probably, we had some of that sort of that second British invasion in the 80s, you know, right, modern right. English and, you know, the Clash and all that stuff. And and then obviously the grunge era in the 90s and then 2000s in the modern alt-rock era, you know, the, the Dishwallas and the Vertical Horizons and the Nickelbacks of the world. I mean, they've sold billions of albums. Yeah, they and did. Then, you know, I got to be honest, 2010s and beyond, I don't, I've kind of lost some of the modern, I don't know, man, I kind of, I, I just feel stuck in, you know, the 60s, 70s, 80s. I haven't really explored a lot of them, I guess you'd call them more modern kind of bands. I'm a little right. stuck. So you'd have to pick bands from all those eras probably. So that's probably how I would do it. Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Wow. What so, about you? What about you? Well, uh that's a good question. You know what? I didn't even take time to think about that. <laughs> now I got you. <laughs> that was a good question. Um, oh, wow. To, to be corny, I'll just say, yeah, what he said. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Not a bad idea. <laughs> so, Michael, tell everybody where they can find your, your music, your socials. Let them know how they can reach out yeah. to you. So the good news is that uh, Michael Bate with a B, B-O-T-T-E band is pretty much everywhere. Un- unlike Twitter, though, because Twitter, it is it was too long. So it's M Bate band. So you're going to see, see me uh, posting a lot and big records posting a lot. Like I said before, our next release, which is completely different than anything you've heard, comes out October 27th, a song called Radiate. It's more alt pop rock, which is kind of... I guess kind of where my first kind of love was where I thought I would kind of land and then the country rock thing just kind of came just by happenstance and it's been very good to us I, I would never you know turn my back on it but I really want to go more towards that alt pop rock and that's what radiate's going to be and it's very very different than anything you've heard uh prior 
So I'm excited about that one. A big record is going to be behind it. Sony Orchard will be behind it. So I got, you know, I got some muscle behind this one. Awesome. Awesome. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for hanging out with me and asking my thoroughly thought out questions. <laughs> you run a good show. I got to say, you made me think. You made me think. <laughs> so thank you for doing that. <laughs> thank you. I I want us to take the opportunity to really get to learn the artists, you know, and and when we have people join us like you, we don't just have you join and then you don't hear from me. I build a relationship. Would you agree? Dude, you and I have met from the day I met you. You guys have messaged me back and forth. I followed you. I support you. You supported me as much as anybody in the radio world has. Matter of fact, people may or may not know this. You are the reason why I'm with Big Records. You felt comfortable enough to introduce me to Mark Rosner. We had that call together. And then, of course, it was up to me to decide to you know move forward. And of course. I, asked, I asked a lot more questions. Mark will tell you. I asked a lot more <laughs> questions. But you were the one who felt comfortable enough to put your reputation on the line to introduce yeah. me to Mark. So that's just part of that relationship. And I will forever be indebted, brother, to you. And I'm with you, man. We're we're connected now, man. <laughs> exactly. With, with Blast, we desire for the artists to not feel like they're just another number in Facebook. We actually want to see you succeed. And we take it to the level where we will be with you as you grow. So even though you may be with big records, you're still blast if you will yep. and we want to follow that journey with you so we're so excited for you and i can't wait to see what the future holds for you thank you brother and every morning when i have my coffee as you know it's now such a blast with my last coffee mug <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed yes indeed so please hang around before you leave but we're going to wrap it up everyone thank you for tuning with this uh tonight on implosion uh on the bottom, we have our information to blast. If you are an artist or a spoken word poet or even an up-and-coming comedian looking for a place to get some exposure, right there, go to BlastMusic247.com and register for free and be a part of the family. And Michael will tell you that's exactly what we live by. So listen, uh, thank you for coming by. Have a good night. And remember, to be kind, choose to create I'm messing up my own saying. Be kind is the first part. <laughs> Create that decision and make it change for the better. Love you. Have a good night. See you next week. Thank you, everyone. Peace. Thank you.